Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to a very special episode of the Spurs Show. Thank you for joining us around the world. Delighted to have back on the show uh, a goalkeeper. 312 appearances for Tottenham, four caps for England. Uh, he was with, with us from 1989 uh, all the way through to 2001. Ian Walker joins us. How are you, Ian? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, yeah, really good, thanks. Lovely to have you back on. Um, we last spoke, wow, March 2020, I'm guessing, it was certainly first lockdown. Uh, tell the listeners before we look back at your career where you are now, because presumably you're, you're still in China? Yeah, still in Shanghai, still working at the same football club, now now called Shanghai Port. Oh, they changed their name? Yeah, yeah. How does how does that happen? Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently the, the government or, or the head of the CFA didn't want any uh, commercial names involved, no, no corporate, so right. everybody, everybody had to change their names, which I guess wow. is a little bit bizarre. Because now, who wants to put money in when their when their name isn't going to be on the on the shirts? Yeah. But anyway, what do I know? I don't know anything. But for all those people who collect shirts, all the old shirts must be really rare and collectible. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, there's been a few. So this, I think, the fourth time now we've changed the name. So wow. Yeah, it's hard must to be difficult track, for the but... fans. The fans chant the team's name. They must even the fans must get confused. What to chant? Yeah, well, the fans weren't very happy about this one. So uh, yeah. Um, yeah. They've, uh, well, we've been in a bubble, so I mean, we haven't really had any fans. So, but right. they've made made it known that they're not happy about it. But um, yeah, what can you do? Who chose so Shanghai Port? I mean, it sounds like you're going down to Shanghai Port, you know, for a nice drink after the game. We were, yeah, well, we were um, Shanghai SIPG, which is International yeah. Port Port Group, which is the right. the owners, um, right. and then they just shortened it to Shanghai Port. So, right, um, yeah. And how are the team doing? Uh, we're doing okay. I mean, with with third, it's been a strange year again. It was, it's just uh, we played five games and then stopped because the international World Cup qualifiers for the China team had to go and play in. Uh, I think they were in Qatar, and then they came back. We played another fourteen games in in right. the bubble, and then we stopped again because they had to go away and play again. So they don't get back. The t- national team players don't get back till I think mid mid to late November. Oh wow! So we restart the league again on December the first, right? And finish it on January the third. Um, so it's a bit of a weird season, and we're playing the cup while they're away. We start that. Um, I think the tenth of October we start that. Okay. So, so it's kind of so what you kind of 
almost like pre-season training feel about it again, is there? Yeah, exactly. We've basically done two pre-seasons. So it's uh, three months of training and waiting around and just waiting for it to all start again. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's not great, but, you know, you just have to deal with it as it comes. And and how, how are you enjoying the rest of the time? How's it with the family there? And I know we talked last time, obviously, the kids in international school. And, and how, how how's the rest of your time when you're not working? Oh, my, my family is in, uh, obviously, my, my daughter's in London, but my my girlfriend and my son are in Florida. They, 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 they're they there. So, yeah. so, so um, yeah, for me, it's just, um, well, I had a bit of a problem with my knee, so I had some injections in that. So I had a little bit of time resting and then uh, been playing golf, actually, a lot of the time, right. which, yeah. which is nice. Um, yeah. I haven't been able to do that for a while. So You've got some good friends out there that you kind of hang out with and can sort of rely on, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've got, yeah, I've got a lot of, quite a lot of friends, you know, Australians and English and what have you. So, um that's good because we we usually meet up and just go for a nice little dinner and stuff every now and again and catch up on what each other's doing and uh, and that they keep keep me sane a little bit which is which yeah. is nice. So you must you must miss the kids. I mean, it must be difficult with your kids, isn't it? It's very difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult. Like the last two years, I think last year I was here for nine months straight, and now this year I actually got back a little bit late because I couldn't get the visa. There was a visa problem, and so but even though in, in the end i'll still be here like eight nine months about seeing them so yeah not not ideal what's the time zone difference you've got one in london so that's what we're chatting now seven eight hours you must be looking at your watch going oh they're about to go to school now i can get them now they just come back from school you've got to work out when you can chat to them presumably <laughs> yeah well in florida it's 12 hours usually about oh. 12 hours so that's that's quite it's easy to work out so right. um yeah. Yeah, yeah. you called me in the like, middle of the night again, Ian. Ian, it's five a.m. <laughs> You've got the time wrong. You must get all that the whole time. Sorry, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a mess, but well, we get through it. <laughs> somehow we do it. Somehow we organise it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's so. So you, so you see yourself out there for a little bit longer? Well, I've, I've got uh, this year, and then one more year, and then if certain things that targets are hit then i've got a pos- uh, an extension two-year extension if, if i want it as well it's not just automatic yeah. but if i want to do it and then right yeah we'll see i mean i've been here a long time now i think it's uh, be 10 years next wow. april so uh Incredible, yeah 10 years now but do you see yourself maybe coaching back in England one day because I mean, you've got so much experience and even more now with the coaching and playing and you know coaching in different countries you've got so much to offer now mm. in that specialist position yeah I, but yeah we just I guess I'll see what what happens with all this pandemic nonsense and everything else and and see how it goes I mean right now you know even though I've got possible to extension I'm, I might not take it just because it's you know being away for so long from family and everything else and We'll see how it goes, but um, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to like to uh, coach in one of the top leagues, but yeah. you know, just have to see how it goes. I mean, know how it is with uh, most of the time the coaches they all have their own coaching team, so it's it's just a little bit difficult to get in. So if you're lucky and something opens up, then then yeah, for sure, I'd like to. But who knows? Absolutely. Well, let, let's look back uh, at, at your time at Spurs again. When I was sort of thinking of the questions today, I kind of forgot how young you were. When you kind of made it, I mean, you know, pre-first team, you're obviously in the FA School of Excellence, 1987, won the FA Youth Club with Tottenham, 89-90. What other players were with you in that youth setup that then went on also to have 
great careers from, from our youth team uh yeah. well there's a few lads that played i mean scott Houghton played a couple of games i think in the first mm. in the first team and yeah. david tuckle played a few games uh who else is there ian hendon was there he's played a few games went on to have a decent career or john blimey trying to think a long time ago now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a long time. 30, yeah, it's a long years. time. I can't, Bloody usually, hell. I can't remember next week. Uh, last week, <laughs> about, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't. There's a few guys that went on to have decent careers. I think uh, I'm trying to think who went into the first team. I think there's a few that got a few games, but I don't know if they. I don't think they played that many games. But uh, but the youth, the youth team, it was uh, a really good youth team. Yeah, but but you actually started out before you were goalkeeper. You started out as a striker. So when. When did you make that decision to go, actually, I'm better in goal? And also at that time, how, how much of influence was your dad obviously working in the game? He must have been a huge influence on pushing you and giving you advice, presumably. I've, yeah, I mean, my dad was a big influence, yeah, because I was watching him all this. It was a culture store at the time, so I used to go and watch all the games and I used to hang around the dressing room and, you know, see all the matches and go to training sometimes. So, obviously, I, I was watching him all the time. But, um, you know... I, I just, I don't know why I decided. I think it's just because I was, I didn't fancy running around too much. That's what it was. And I thought, oh, I'll try, I'll try and goal. You know, I see my dad do it. I thought, well, all right, let's give it a go. I didn't actually know if I was any good or not because um, that I was just playing for my local village team, really. Right. And then I decided to go in goal. And then luckily for me, uh, a team called Colchester Athletic, who were quite well known in those, those days, and uh, they asked me to come as a goalkeeper. So I basically went and just go, okay. Let's see if I can, you know, let's see wow. if I can do it. How old were you then? I think I was like nine or ten, probably ten. Oh, right. So, yeah, still relatively young then. It wasn't sort of, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then by 11, I was, I think at 11, I was training Monday nights at QPR. Right. Because, uh, like I said, that, that team at Colchester Athletic was really, really successful as well. So, had some good players and I got invited there and then went to, um, after that, got the trials for the Lushaw, which was a national school. Yes. Uh, managed to get in there and then that was it after that my dad took me to Spurs and that's how I fell in love with Spurs and that's how well, it's like this is where I want to go so yeah but I mean presumably at a young age though especially with a goalkeeper you don't know how tall you're going to get you don't know you know height is still let's be honest important for keepers there's very few keepers under six foot so what stage did you start growing to going, oh, good, this is, thank God, I, you know, I'm growing and this is this is good for what I want to do? I, I didn't really ever think about it, to be honest. Yeah. I was just like, well, I'm playing in goal and, and um, you know, I was always quite tall and thin. You know, I wasn't, you know, so I, I just, I guess I was just, just plodding along and, and everyone, no, no one ever said, oh, you're too small. So I just, right. <laughs> I just focused on trying, trying to get better as a goalkeeper. But yeah. my dad, like, he... He never really coached me. We had one coaching session on a little village green and ended up in right. tears. You know, I was, he was smashing the ball, at, smashing the ball at me, and I was like, "Hold on a minute!" Like, he's <laughs> supposed to be helping me, and not smashing the ball at me. But he was quite tough, you know. And yeah, even when I was playing in at Colchester uh, for the for athletic Colchester Athletic, you know, he'd always be saying, "Oh, you know, you should do this, and you should have done that, and this and that and the other." And I was like, "Okay." But I mean, that's just his way of doing it. It was, it was quite, you know, it was. I guess he was getting me ready for. For things to come, but yeah, we only ever had one coach, coaching session. <laughs> wow, incredible! So. Uh, but then, but then again, you know, you, you know, you were very, very young. You became Eric Torsvets number two. I, I think really young, and obviously, you had then the great Pat Jennings was the goalkeeping coach. Then, what was he like? What was an influence? Jennings, probably, you know, one of the greatest keepers the game has ever seen. Yeah, well, I, I had you know Ray Clements, uh, yeah. who was 
he was when he played for Liverpool. He was uh, you know the guy that I really looked up to as a, as a goalkeeper yeah. and tried to tried to learn as much as possible from him. And then he, luckily for me, he was there um, and I had him as coach. And then uh, I was spoiled really. I mean, I had, mm, I had I mean, Ray and then I had Pat, which, and Pat was yeah, uh, it was incredible. I mean, just to just to have their experience and um, just the way they went about things. I mean, obviously Pat super laid back. Um, yeah, we used to practice catching the ball one-handed with Pat a lot because I used to trade marks. I used it in one of my first games, actually, when uh, I think we were playing Forest and I came and got across with one hand and everyone was saying, oh, it's like Pat Jeffrey, yeah, because we've, we've been practicing it. <laughs> but, but Pat's great. But he was, he was I, I remember watching him, he was, the, I think, the first goalie that was unbelievable with his feet, saving shot. I mean, De Gea does it a lot now at United. He was one that was just so many saves with his feet that you kind of almost don't see as great uh, saves because we like to see an acrobatic save tipping over the bar but saving your feet could be incredible saves oh yeah I mean he, he was way before all this they're all going on about it now about these foot saves and all this stuff he was doing it way back in the day so yeah I mean it doesn't like I say it doesn't matter how you keep it out as long as you keep it out and he was a master at it so uh yeah just um yeah it's a bit, bit different from from a lot of the keepers but I mean it, it was super effective with what he did so and he's such a you know, such a great guy as well, Pat. Yeah, I mean, what kind of things do you learn? Because being a goalkeeper, I, 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 you know, I play I play Sunday league and goal. A lot of it is a lot of it is instinct. A lot of it is hand to eye coordination, seeing a ball. It might deviate, being able to sort of react in the air. So when you've got that, you've got that. You're your keeper. When you're then working with top top keepers coaching what are they looking I mean is it a lot to do with your foot movement you were slow for that corner getting back you didn't come out you're almost like playing as a sweeper you've got to learn to I always find as a keeper what I'm terrible at is learning when when it's a one-on-one when has the striker overrun the ball slightly for me to come out and smother it or do I stay (laughs) on the line is that the kind of things you can learn or is it all that instinct as well well, you learn it, but you you know you, you learn obviously learn by doing it a lot. I mean, it's just repetition. A lot of it's repetition, and then some things in the game. Uh, you know, you learn. Oh, yeah, okay, that one I should have come, or that one I could have come for, or you know, positional wise too. You learn, you know, in doing. But um, from the from as far as like the, the coaches, yeah, it's, it's usually just a lot of repetition, 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 getting it in there and getting you working on on all facets of the goal games. There's so much to cover. You know, you you got to do a lot of work. So uh, I found that like Pat and Ray, especially their experience of you know, I was I was always super hard on myself. So you know, I remember Ray always telling me, "Hey, listen, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, it's, it's hard enough as it is. You know, without you without you killing yourself. You know, on top of it." But I never really learned my lesson to be honest. Like, well, I was always super tough on myself. So, but you know, they're little bits, little nuggets of of information and uh, from their experiences and that kind of thing as. Uh, was invaluable really it was it was it was amazing to have that um so um so yeah actually at the time you know you're young and all that and you're you know you're trying to make your way in the game and and uh you know sometimes you listen sometimes you don't listen I mean you try you do listen but sometimes you don't take it in properly you know (laughs) so many things going on but yeah but um yeah but there yeah it was was, I was so lucky to, to have both of those around at that time
also very early in your early in your career. You were then part of the 90, uh, 91 FA Cup squad as well. So you're in amongst players like Gascoigne and Lineker. What was that like to be so young and now to be part of a squad that, uh, I mean, I can't believe it's still our last FA Cup win. I mean, that's just ridiculous. But, but it is, that must have been incredible at that early age to be part of all that. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was like a dream for me, really, because I would only just started. I remember when I started training with the first team, and that was an unbelievable experience as well. And, you know, you you kind of get tested a little bit by the senior players to see if, you've, if you're mentally up for it. I always remember that, but um, but yeah, to 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 get into the squad and have that experience was uh, was uh, was amazing for me, and uh, obviously winning it and everything that went with it was uh, was incredible. Just seeing the whole the whole build up, and you know, I actually managed to play. I think I played my first game in the build up before that. It was about a month before the cup final. It was a way to Norwich your first game, wasn't it? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, a way to Norwich. Well, your so dad, your was, dad was at Norwich then, presumably. So you're playing yeah, against your was. dad's team. How bizarre. Yeah, uh, wow. I think I think he was I think he was reserve manager back then or something. Right, like that. Okay. I right. think so. But yes, just to have that as well, just to be able to make my debut and and um and then have all that build up to the cup final and, and afterwards was uh, yeah, it was an amazing thing and something that you want to try and repeat every time, but it's obviously t- <laughs> it took a long time before I, you know for the team as well, managed to, to get another experience like that. Yeah, and then obviously that was the time that was all the weird stuff going on. Terry Venables went upstairs, came chief exec. Peter Shreve came in uh, and you played, I think, about 18 games for him. What was Shreve like as a coach? It was good. It was different. I mean, everyone has it brings their own little things that they like to see you do and different ideas. Yeah, it was just, it was, it, it was, it was good. I mean, it's just that, Unfortunately, we weren't that successful, so we ended up changing manager. Like it felt like every year, a bit like now, yeah, yeah. So it was a little bit strange trying to, you know. But you know, as players, you just got to get on with it. You just got to try and do your best you can. Then the next guy comes in, and you try and take his ideas on board, and you try and hope that you're going to have a, a more successful time. And obviously, you only change manager usually anyway if, if you're not if you're not successful. So then you had you obviously had Livermore Livermore and Clements then took over, but as a goalkeeper. A coach will come in and he'll go, this is my system of play. You know, it's three at the back and whatever. Apart from a keeper playing out, like you see now, Luis will get the ball in a six-yard box, little pass to die or whatever, which teams weren't doing at all then. No. What, what would a new coach be saying to you as a keeper, as, a part, as opposed to, I'm sure, you know, save it, keep the ball out. But would there be any more technical stuff that coaches would be different? Or do you... As a keeper, you're a bit like, well, you, you guys have your talk about how you're going to deal with X, Y, and Z. Obviously, defensively, there's a lot you need to take in. I mean, for me, it wouldn't change that much. It would just be like, you know, working with the back four and stuff like that. And then and then doing my training, which was, you know, obviously being with the team now and again, but most of it was just working with the goalkeeper coach and uh, and trying to make sure you've covered everything and you feel co- comfortable and, and confident for the next game. Um, obviously, if it... If something went wrong in the game before, then you'd be working on that a lot more in the next week. But in general, it would be be working with the keeper coach, and then yeah, just uh, like you said, until the, the even when the back pass rule kind of changed, most of it was just kick the ball long, you know, because <laughs> like, just get rid of it. Yeah. But a bit later on, obviously, like you said, it's <laughs> yeah. later on they started to trust the keepers a little bit more, and then you could actually try to start to play out a little bit. But yeah, that that was much later. Yeah. Then uh, Terry left. There was the whole sugar thing going on. Aussie came in. There was the financial regularities. We were docked twelve points. We were kicked out of the FA Cup. How did that affect the players? It, it, I mean, it must have. You must be going in each day of training and just not knowing 
what's going on well yeah but it's you know it's, it's out of your control so yeah. you've just got to try to get on with it i know we talk about it and stuff but you talk about amongst the players and about about what's going on but nobody really knows so you're just um you're just turning up for training doing your doing your job of trying to trying to do what you're supposed to do and then when they decide to tell you what's happening then then you have to you know then you take notice but until then you know you um you just have to try and get on with it the best you can i mean you know the whole Aussie thing was 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 uh, a lot of fun for the fans. I think when Aussie was the coach, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't so good. I think that was your first full season as first choice keeper. Ninety four, ninety five. You played forty one league games in that season under Aussie. We finished mm. seventh, I think, and that was as you said that was the famous five up front and all that. That must have been and Klinsman. Klinsman was there. What was Klinsman like facing him in training? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was great. I mean, as soon as I got told that he was coming, I was super excited. You know world-class striker coming in and uh, yeah he was just a, a great professional you know he really showed how how to do it properly and um yeah he was, he was a lot of fun you know he really mixed in with the guys really well straight away and yeah he formed a, a really good partnership with Teddy and all that and it was it was amazing to watch just to be in the same team as him was amazing for me and and to and to watch him you know go about his business and all that was was incredible so again not a great experience so yeah so it was uh it was good times when he was there yeah not so easy when we were winning like 4-3 or losing 4-1 or, yeah, there was a lot of goals, but... <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, but we started sensationally that it was amazing. And then I think it was the following season, it was two wins in 10, Aussie got sacked. How did the players feel about that? Because obviously Aussie was sort of Tottenham through and through. All the fans wanted Aussie to work. Um, defensively, it obviously wasn't working. Um yeah. Do the players kind of look at themselves and go? We had we had Michael Dawson doing a show for us yesterday, and we were talking about the Arsenal defeat at the weekend. And he was saying to us, "Trust me, professional players will be sitting there, gutted at home, knowing they oh, let yeah. the fans down, themselves down, their teammates down." Was that the kind of feeling then when Aussie got the chop? Oh yeah, yeah. I think you feel it. You feel it every time. I mean, you feel responsible every time a manager gets the sack because it's. Uh... Uh, it's really your responsibility. I mean, the manager can put out the players and you can do the tactics and everything else. Okay, sometimes it can be wrong, but, you know, you always feel that you could do more, that, you know, maybe, you know, you should have played better or you could have been more consistent or whatever it is. You always feel bad about it, always. I mean, I felt bad about every single guy I let in. So, I mean, you know, I felt terrible, even when we won. Yeah, really. Uh, You know, and I was, like I said, I was super hard on myself. So even the goals you knew couldn't save, and like, I don't know, someone, the defenders giving the ball away, and someone's top corner, there's no chance you could save it. Even the ones that there's no way you could save. I always, I always thought I could, maybe I could have saved it. I always thought, yeah, always in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I could, maybe I should have moved my feet more. Maybe I, maybe I need more, more, more power in my legs. Maybe I, you know, maybe I could have read it quicker. Maybe, you know, yeah, okay, okay, probably not, but, but, yeah. I, in my mind, you know, in my mind, I'm like, damn, I could, yeah, maybe, I, mm. you know, because I just, you know, it's just not, it's not, um, yeah, you just don't want to let any in, really. You don't want to let goals in. And the, and I was always look, I was always looking at myself, like, I I felt like, could I have saved it? Could I have done more? Um, and like I said, even if, even if we won 3-0, I'd always be like, what did I, what did I, what didn't I do well? What I, what was, what was wrong? You know, even if it was one kick or it was one something, I'd, I'd be thinking about that. That's a really, really good thing because I, I, I don't know, but there might be a lot of goalers go, great, clean sheet, 1-3-0, didn't let any goals and move on. And they're not self-analysing themselves. I, 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 You know, I mean, you work well, with keepers now, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can overdo it. I mean, I think right. I was too, 
I think right. over my career, I was too 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 critical of myself. Uh, I didn't give myself. I didn't really give myself a break. But um, I mean, there are there are head coaches that think, well, we won three two, and so what? Uh, you know, even if, you know if we're three nil up and they score in the last two minutes or uh, two goals in the last whatever, they like okay, well we won, so it doesn't matter. I mean, but but for me, you know, I was always looking to try and okay. Well, like I said, sometimes to my own detriment, but but I think it's good to to have a look at that and say, okay, well, maybe I could have done better here, or I could have done better there. It's interesting. Then uh, Jerry Francis then came in, uh, stabilised things, certainly stabilised things defensively. A wonderful cut run. I mean, we all remember that extraordinary game at Anfield when you've already mentioned Teddy and Jurgen. What a what a what a day that was. And then that bizarre one, the bizarre semi-final, Ellen Road against Everton, which I must admit I still haven't got over. Uh, what what happened that day? That I mean, that was just such a weird result, performance. What, can you remember the build-up to that? I don't know. I know there's. A, I think we had injuries. I, I know that. I know as a fan, we were stuck in the sort of big end. Everton seemed to have three corners and three sides of the pitch that day. Yeah. Did, did you remember yeah. that whole that whole experience? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that, I mean I, I mean of course I, I remember that Anfield and that was unbelievable and we all well I mean we, we were full of confidence then I mean yeah. we'd just gone there and won and it was an incredible day and then we're like all right you know we've just got to try and perform the same in this game and uh, for some reason we didn't really get going we didn't really get going the first half they all swarmed us pretty much and and we just couldn't couldn't really get going and they they, I think they bullied us a little bit, to be honest. They, yeah. you know, and 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 we didn't handle it very well. And then, yeah, it just went downhill after that. First half we got hung in there, but then second half, you know, I, I made one mistake with a kick, and then they scored. And but I mean, that was we just didn't play well. We just didn't play well on a day, and it was so disappointing because of you know the previous game and yeah. the whole feeling was like you know we could do it. You know, we were playing. We felt like we were playing well. Everyone had confidence, and and just didn't work out for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, we, we obviously we noticed the fans as well. We noticed that it was you know you got to play it, and that's it. And we just didn't perform on the day, so it's uh, so disappointing. People say your names on the cup this season, the names on the cup this season, but you still gotta you still gotta do it. You still gotta put the performances in. You know, that's the thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, you've got you've got to win the matches, and that's it. I mean, it's I don't think there was any of that in the feeling. Oh, yeah. We, you know, we're, we're going to get to the final and we're going to win it. I mean, we knew that there wasn't any, not, not what I saw anyway, there wasn't any complacency about, oh yeah, you know, we just beat Liverpool and you know, now we're going to walk over there and just just win. I mean, that wasn't there, but it, it, for some reason it just didn't happen. And uh, yeah, that's one of the one of the biggest disappointments that and obviously the other semi-final, Newcastle was uh, another one. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, the following season, 95-96, we finished eighth. I don't think we sort of kicked on as a team, although we had, we beat Arsenal that season. There was a famous Man United 4-1 at home around Christmas time. Wonderful, wonderful performance. And then, as you said, the next season, again, we finished 10th, and then we had those two games, the Newcastle 7-1, and then the Bolton 6-1 on the League Cup. I mean, it was just, we just... For those of you at home, Ian is grimacing. That... Ian is grimacing as I remind him, reminding him of those games. <laughs> uh, I was about to say, did that happen? Did it? I'll try to erase yeah, that. From I my know, I've tried to erase it as well, but I was. I uh... know. Uh, it was, you know, uh, yeah, well, I don't know what, really what to say about that. I mean, it was just horrific. And, uh, 
you never think that's going to really that's going to happen. You just don't expect it to happen, and they're especially close together. I mean, the the Bolt one especially was I played very poorly in that game, and 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 the, and the Newcastle, you know, I I really honestly thought well, whenever you let seven in, like you know, of course you're going to think that it's all your fault and everything else uh, as a goalkeeper, but. You know, when you look back at it, you could say, wait, maybe one or two, maybe could have done better, but it's still poor. I mean, just the team, just from a team performance, it was obviously poor. Uh, and, and you know, as a goalkeeper in the goal there at six, seven, it's like, it's, it's just, yeah, you just want to, the, the ground to like swallow you up, to be honest with you. And uh, yeah, it's a horrible experience. Um, it's very, very, <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, yeah, like we're talking before about, you know, letting everybody down and, uh, just feeling awful. I mean, feeling awful for like till the next game you can try and put it right. And even in that game, you're still probably thinking about it because it was that it's that bad of a leaves a little, leaves a bit of a scar on you. You know, you just feel it just takes ages to to get over that kind of defeat. Then then there was this sort of again just just a weird time. A bit echoing, I think now the current team and these players come, managers coming in. We then bought Christian Gross came in to replace Jerry in the November. Now, I know we've had Gary Mabbott on the show that didn't speak very highly of Christian. He was dropped. Uh, Ramon Vague also being the show was kind of installed. It was, uh, again, I, I remember the early one. There was that 6-1 at home to Chelsea that, again, I still haven't got over. What was he like? I mean, it was a, obviously he had completely different coaching methods. How did you get on with him? It was a bit strained, I would say. Mm, right. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, you know, perks, nothing personal or whatever, but it's just, um, you know, I Is that a cultural thing, or I, I guess I guess he, you know he came and brought some different things in, and maybe I I don't know the other guys as far as I was aware, quite a lot of them didn't really get on with him either. Right, just from the beginning, really, it was a bit weird when he came with his underground ticket and all that in the press thing, and <laughs> everyone was like, "What the hell is going on here?" You know, it just seems a bit strange. But I mean, the guy he was all right. I mean, just mm. had different ideas and. Some people liked it and some people didn't, and that and that was it. I mean, yeah, that's all I can really say about him. It's not like, like I said, I don't didn't have it. All the coaches, I never like, didn't feel like I really fell out with them. Mm. For some reason, it didn't really work with him that well. And out of everybody, I mean, you know, you talk about Jerry and Ozzy, and even later on with, um, you know, you talk about George Graham and all the others. You know, Terry was brilliant. Uh, I didn't really fall out of any of them even though at time you know I got dropped you know I got dropped but Aussie dropped me and 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 this and that and that's you know I, I didn't fall out of him or anything like that it was just you know I was disappointed I, I told him I was disappointed but I mean I never fell out I didn't feel you know but with Christian I didn't really there wasn't really any kind of chemistry there or anything like that you know mm. and then then the, 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 I mean we were struggling that season and then Jurgen came back there was that game at Wimbledon where we kind of really needed to, to win and we did 6-2 that was quite quite a game. And then the following season, you got injured early on and Espen Bardson then came in. And obviously this is the same time that George Graham came in. Well, I mean, you've you already briefly mentioned George. What, what influence was, was him? I mean, here is a great defensive coach coming in. He must have really helped your game. Yeah, he did, yeah. And uh, I think, I think it was the right thing at the right time for for us because he just basically started from the back and said, right, we're not going to concede goals and he organised the team that way. And I think that's what we needed at the time. And um, and he did he did a really good job. I mean, we I remember, you know, just going in thinking, well, once I get back in the team, I think like there's going to be a lot of clean sheets. 
and it's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be good for yeah. me. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so fortunately for me, you know, I managed to get back in the team and then we went on a really good run. Mm. A lot of clean sheets. And obviously got to, um, got to the semi-final final and um, yeah. ended up a pretty, really good season. But he, you know, he worked, he worked, we worked tirelessly on the pitch with, with the defensive side of everything, you know, with the whole team defending and, and uh, even, you know, him trying to get, Ginola to to come back and back <laughs> get tracked back and stuff like that, which he actually which he actually did. It was good at that time. It's, it's definitely what we needed at that point. It must have been great for you because I mean you mentioned the League Cup run, uh, won at Liverpool, beat Man United three one in the fifth uh, fifth round, hard fought semi final win over two legs against Wimbledon, and then the final. What, what what did it mean to you to finally be part of a cup winning side for the obviously the team that you, you the, the side that you, you you loved been part of that explain I mean the game itself wasn't great it was a very close game obviously one in in uh, extra time it looked like it was going to penalties were you in the goal thinking oh, there's gonna be a penalty shootout in a minute you must have been well yeah because we, you know we were up against it obviously Justin got sent off yes, and uh, yes. and so we were up against it then and we were like okay yeah we're just going to hold on for you know it's going to be something coming up here and that's fine um, <laughs> but obviously it's a dream when you're when you're in that position and then all of a sudden something happens at that late stage in the game and you score and you know, you know, it's over, you know, it's over. So, oh yeah, it was just amazing. Cause you know, you go, we've been, you know, everyone been through a lot of ups and downs, you know, we, we, sometimes we, you know, we're going on a good run and then all of a sudden it falls apart and then, you know, not consistent and we should be doing better than we have done. And been a long time since the last trophy and, you know, you would just want to win something for, for the fans and for everybody, for, for, for all the pain that they have to go through <laughs> every year, every year. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously for yourself, you want to win because it's, you know, it's what you do it for as well. You, you love the game and you want to win. But, you know, when you've been at a club also that long, it's, you understand for everybody at the club, the fans, the staff, everybody, the backroom staff, everybody who's at the club, you know, what it means, you know, you know, it means so much to everybody, just, just. Just let's just win this, you know, just win this cup, let's win something. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, to finally do it was just, uh, it was amazing. You can't read the words, it's just incredible to to feel like, you know, all the, all the hard work was worth it, you know, at that time. So, um, so yeah, it was, yeah, it was just a great, a great day and, you know, something that can never be taken away. So it's, uh, absolutely. We then got back into Europe, but it was short lived. You know, you talk about certain <laughs> games that I can't get out of my mind. That bizarre night in Kalsaslauten. Whereby yeah. those two goals, right? Was it was it an own goal? Did Stevie Carr get an own goal from Member? Was his own goal passed? Do you remember? It was just like two quick goals, and we're all standing there, we're like, oh, we're out, we're, we're out, we're, we're out. Yeah. It was just a weird night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was weird because uh, you know the same feeling. I felt, you know, okay, it's difficult. It was a difficult game. wasn't easy, but you think again, you get to a later stage, and you're thinking, okay, we're going to see this out, you know. And all of a sudden, bang, bang, that's it, done. And you're like, afterwards, like shocked. Like I remember just feeling shocked. It's like, how did that just happen? How did that just happen? And you know, it's done, and that's it. And so, and uh, yeah, again, you're thinking of hopefully going, going on a good run, and you know, who knows where it's going to take you. Until all of a sudden, now you're out, and that's it. And it's uh, yeah, it's devastating. It's just devastating for everybody. You know, for the players, it's, it's, it's of course devastating for everybody. All the fans that pay the money and come and watch us play, and you know, you want to want to do well for everybody, and. Uh, I mean, you know, literally like two minutes, I guess, I think it was, you know, the whole thing changed. So, yeah, not a good feeling at all. No, absolutely. Then the sort of final season, really, um, 2000, 2001, Enoch came in, 
uh, Glenn Hoddle uh, came in and replaced uh, George Graham. Uh, Neil Sullivan, Sullivan had already been bought in on a free, but effectively kind of came in and, and, and usurped you. Did you think, I mean, you're obviously annoyed and there's nothing wrong with competition and there's always going to be another another keeper. But did you think you should have been given a bit more of a chance? The fact he came in was sort of installed immediately. What sort of conversations were going on behind the scenes? There weren't any, but really, oh, because right. I, I'd signed a five-year contract <laughs> that yeah. literally like two months or three months before. Yeah. So I was like, okay, um, seems like, they want me to be here for a long time, so hopefully yeah. that means I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm going to give an given the opportunity anyway. Yeah, yeah you got to you got to you got to play well enough to stay in if that's the case. But but yeah, it wasn't really a conversation, and all of a sudden it was just like, okay, he's starting, and then I was like, all right, maybe I'll just you know I'll wait, I'll wait and see what happens. But you know, hopefully I'll get an opportunity, and then that will be all right. You know, I'll try and get back in. But yeah. you know, he played he played really well that season. He played really well, super super consistent. And I knew, okay, I'm not going to get in. I play, I think I played a couple of cup games, actually. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end of the season, because he had such a good season, I was like, well, I'm definitely not going to start next season. Yeah. And I was, I think I was like 29. Right, yeah. And I just said, I said to Glenn, look, you know, what, what do you think? You know, what do you think? I said, you know, I, I want to play. You know, I just said I want to play. And Neil's had a great season. And, and um, I know I'm not going to be starting next season. So, you know, what do you think about me trying to go somewhere else? to try and play. And he was like, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, blah, blah, blah. It's a perfectly good conversation. And mm. and then uh, he said, we'll see what we can do. And I said, okay, fine. I mean, if nothing had come up, obviously I would have stayed, but I wanted, I wanted to play at that stage in 29. And- well, it's the prime prime of your career, really, especially for a keeper. You you know, you get sort of more experience and, and, and better. I mean, who, I mean, you, you ended up going to Leicester. Were there, did, was there conversations with any, any other clubs? That's the only one that my agent at the time told me uh they said Leicester come in and I was like yeah <laughs> I didn't yeah. even like I was like Premier League you know good squad decent squad I said oh, you know I'm gonna play because yeah I mean the only, I think the only reason that came up is because Tim Flowers had a had a hip problem right obviously if Tim was fit yeah they wouldn't have oh, they wouldn't have wanted somebody else but it just happened that Tim uh Tim had a problem with his hip that required I think required an operation and he wasn't gonna don't think was gonna get back to you know his heights of before, so that's what that's why I ended up going. And I thought, yeah, it's a good move. You know, what's it like? Because you've only known one club all your life. You've yeah. known one club, and now, like many many other players, you're kind of making a move. Is it kind of weird to say? You know, as a new dressing room, meeting people and different methods. And you know, it's a smaller club in stature. Obviously, maybe not now. It's done incredible, but then it was a smaller club in stature. What what, what was it like? How do people other the other players look at you? I honestly thought I probably I wouldn't leave Spurs in my mind. I wasn't going to leave. But obviously, I just signed a five year contract. I'm like, okay, great, perfect. And then obviously the circumstances with Neil coming in and everything like that. It was kind of like, well, like I said, I wanted, to, I wanted, I want to play. And so, so it was a bit strange. Just to leave was was obviously very very sad for me. I, I you know, been there a long time, knew everybody there, knew people for last twelve years, thirteen years, whatever. So that that was that was quite difficult. But um, and then when, when yeah, when I got to Leicester, it was all just kind of like start again. Like who do I know there? You know. <laughs> but I mean, they were great. They were, they were a great great. It was a great bunch of uh, lads there. Made me welcome straight away. Tim, even Tim, like, you know, it could have been awkward for Tim, but Tim, like, welcomed me, you know, very, very nice to me, you know, introduced me to everybody, you know, couldn't have been more welcoming. And um, obviously I knew a few lads who were driving up from London, so got to know them. 
knew a couple of guys from before. So, um, yeah, a, a nice, friendly club. Um, everybody made me feel welcome straight away. And um, and so it was easy to settle in, to be honest. It's, a, it's nice you had that ambition because, you know, you could argue there could be a few professional players out there that could have gone, well, you just give me a five-year contract. I'll keep taking my wages. Thank you very much and all that. But that was never a thought. Because you put it 29, you're going, I've still got a lot to offer. Do you think that was... Did that ever cross your mind or not at all? No, no. Yeah. Because I've always, I've always just wanted to play. I always just want, yeah. I want, you know, I think play, you know, real players, they want to play. They don't want to sit on the thing and just take money. I mean, that, that's, my, that's, my, that's my opinion. I mean, there, obviously there are people out there who, who don't care whether they play or not, as long as they're getting their salary, you know. So, yeah, it was just um, just wanting to play because, I, I, you know, I love to play, whether it's it's a challenge, you know. Every every game brings something different, you know, whether it's good stuff or bad stuff. And it's, uh, you know, you, you know it's, it's the challenge of that and being in the goal and, and taking that on the chin and trying to come back. So um, that's what I enjoyed, being out there in front of the crowd and that's that's it, under pressure. That's what it's about, so... So yeah, for me it was not an issue. Not, no, there was not, never that was never going to happen as far as I'm concerned. I mean, obviously if there was no club, you'd have had to. I'd have had to have done it, but but um, but no, that was never an issue for me, and it was very straightforward. I mean, the club helped me, and you know that was it. How long? How long were you there before you? Because you were then obviously moved to Bolton. So what's the circumstances that got you to uh, Bolton Wanderers? Well, basically, Leicester didn't have any money. <laughs> 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 but but but. I, I, I got an injury. I got an injury uh, the last season, and um, so I missed like the first three or four months. The club in, in this time, the club had gone into administration. You know, we moved to a new stadium. There, there was a also points, I think, deduction, and uh, they came and told me. They said to me like before, I said, "Look, we can't, we can't offer you enough contract." Right. So I was like, "Okay, okay, fair enough." You know, thanks for being honest, and uh, they gave me plenty of warning. And then, um, yeah, I got injured. Uh, and then I came back the rest of the season, and then and then Bolton asked me, you know, asked me to go there. I was like, yeah, okay, it's Premier League. I knew UC Askelainen was the goalkeeper, and I thought, well, it's going to be a challenge. Going to be a challenge. You know, he's very consistent. You know, one of the top goalkeeper. So, yeah. But I thought, well, I'm up for the challenge. Let's let's have a go. So I ended up going there, and yeah, I didn't get much playing time. Uh, actually, the first season, I actually played the first the first game in Europe. I think I played. I played a few European games and played a few cup games, but couldn't get him out of the team. He was too consistent. <laughs> mm. And uh, but I mean, again, I enjoyed it there. Really nice club, really friendly people, and everything like that. And that was all good. But got a little frustrating because obviously I wasn't playing. You know, was coming to the you know getting into thirty fives, thirty thirty sixes, and all that. And thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll stick it out. And then then I had uh, at the end of that. After that contract, I had, an, um, I had a chance to go to Sporting Kansas City in the MLS. So in between finishing training, which was in, well, when did I finish there? I think I, I think I left in like December or something. And then I was due to go to training in uh, Kansas on the, on the Jan, in January. I put my son down in his cot and felt something in my back. <laughs> and, uh, and that was the end. What was the injury? I just did my disc, just something, a disc oh. L5S1 in my back and uh, went around the US trying to fix it, had epidurals, had like all sorts of stuff going on, tried to fix it, tried to fix it. And in the end, a guy came out with a titanium thing uh, and I was like, nah, <laughs> I was like, you get it. So um, so that was the end. So it was a little bit unfortunate the way, you know, Absolutely. the way that, that happened. Because you but... probably would have had, what, another three, four years? I mean, you know, 
you know, Zoff and Jennings and all that played to the early 40s. I mean, presumably that was the, the plan, to, as you said, just to keep playing as, as long as you could. So you must have felt your yeah. career was sort of cut short in that in that way. Well, a little bit. But on the other hand, I felt, you know, I, I felt grateful for the, for the amount of time I was able to play. I yeah. mean, you know, I started early. So I had a, I had a good run. Sure, it was disappointing at the time. But, you know, I just wanted to have that experience as well. You know, something different. And even if it was just for one year, it would have been great. But it wasn't to be. So, and that, and that ended up meaning that I had to start coaching. And it was that was that an, a, a seamless thing to do? Because, you know, you speak to a lot of players, they go, you know what, I've done it now. I, I, I feel, I'll I be coaching and I want to be playing the whole time. I'm going to go and do something else. Was there a thought of going into any other kind of industry or business? Or was it like, no, I absolutely want to stay in the game? No, no, I wanted to stay in it. I, I didn't know if I'd be any good as a coach, but I, that's why I, I, wanted, I wanted to give it a go. I, I thought, well, I've had all these other fantastic coaches in my career. And... I must have something to be able to pass on. You know, and I always took notice of some some things, things that worked for me, things that didn't work, other people's kind of ways of doing things and stuff. So I, I had already had an idea of what I thought would help for other goalkeepers. So, and then luckily, you know, luckily for me, I got an opportunity out here. So, um, and, it, and it, it's gone really well. So, you know, I've been fortunate that um, Nicholas and Elka asked me to come out and, and, and it just went from there. And I, it's just, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's been great. I've really enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I'll probably carry on for for a few more years. Yet, yeah, I, I just I just enjoy it. I just you know, second to playing. I think it's it's, it's, it's just something about it was seeing uh, being able to help other goalkeepers, you know, improve and develop and see their career, you know, blossom is is, uh, is quite quite satisfying. So um, yeah, something I really enjoy. It must have been a real culture shock though when you first moved there, because I mean, it is a very very different place, very different place. How is. is that? How was that? Just the, the settling in process. Well, yeah, it's eye opening. It's like, whoa, what's going, <laughs> what's going on here? You know, so, uh, I, I was like, when I first walked out of my apartment block, once I got settled in there, I started walking around. I was like, I'm not sure where I am. Yes, this is like the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. But, but I mean, that was like I said, that was like almost ten years ago now. So now yeah. it's changed a lot, even in those ten years. But then I was yeah. like, wow, and and also, you know, from from being in a you know a top club in England, and then coming to a what is a top club in in China, and the way they do things and the way things are run, and you know in England you can say oh I need this thing and it, it, you get it straight away. Here you ask for it and they'll say yes, but they really mean no. So, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But you'll be waiting. You'll be waiting like oh, two weeks, and they'll say hey, what about that thing? And I say yeah, yeah, it's coming. And you go, all right, and, and then you'll wait another three weeks. It's still not here. And then you go, okay, okay, it's not coming. All right. So uh, there's a lot of that, a lot, a lot of stuff like, you know, just organizational stuff that is quite interesting when you get, you know, because I've been here a long time, and then you get like a new coach comes and you get that why, or that question, why, why this, why is that, why is this happening, yeah. why is that happening? And they're like shocked. You know, you just see it in their face, like, what's what's going on? You must be real help to Western coaches when they come in. Normally in football, especially in, in, in most countries, as, as we said at the, the top of the show, a new person comes in, the whole coaching team ends. You're probably, for a lot of coaches, a really helpful constant to tell them about how the club works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is... Yeah, a lot of the time, yeah, they're asking me, you know, about stuff. But you know, a lot of the time, they'll they expect stuff. It doesn't happen, and I explain to them why. <laughs> you know, this is this is just the way things. This is just the way things are here. You're yeah. never going to change it. 
you, know, you won't change it. It's, it's, that's 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 how it is. So you just have to adapt. And and you know, you're in you're in another country. You're in another culture. You, you just you just got to accept that this is the way things are, and you, you just won't change it. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Sometimes it can be a little bit frustrating, but um, it is, has been fun to be here. We've we've kind of. I kind of came in a period at the beginning when uh, Nelka and Drogba came, and then of course the money came in and it went a little bit crazy. Um, and now I think we're kind of coming down the other side again, and they're trying, you know, maybe thinking, yeah, we we need to be careful about budgets and stuff like that. So yeah, so we'll, we'll see where it goes from here. But um, a lot of the what we would call the top players have left, and a few of the few of the coaches are left also now because um, a few of the clubs with Evergrande, obviously, I've seen about Evergrande having a big problem. So. The club there, I don't know what's going to happen with that club, but you know the the money's definitely been uh, the, where they've got they've got uh, salary salary caps now, and they've got budgets for clubs, all clubs. So um, things are getting a little bit more sensible, but we'll see we'll see where it goes. But um, the only big one really left it. Oh, Fellaini's still here, and so is Oscar. Oscar is still with our club, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it goes because obviously the national team is huge for 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 the president of the country as well. So. It'll be interesting to see what they do over the next, you know, five, ten years as far as development and things like that. It's still a long way to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's been a great experience. And uh, like I said, I'll probably stay another year or two maybe and then and then see what happens, come back, try to come back. Well, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm sure there'll be many, many clubs interested with your experience not just on the pitch, but your experience now, you know, in China as well and bringing like new ideas, you know, to, to different clubs. But uh, thank you so much for your time, Ian. It's, it's been really, really fascinating. And I'm, uh, I know I speak on behalf of all the Spurs fans that listen to this show that to thank you for your time at the club. You gave us a lot of pleasure. Uh, we always knew you cared. You know, there's certain players out there you kind of think, well, he's not putting his shift in today. You always did, you know, and, and we, we really appreciate everything you did, did did at Tottenham. Also, thank you very much. It's very nice of you to say so. I think some people might think sometimes I didn't care, but I, I did. I did well, a lot. So probably probably more so than anybody else. But um... If they did hearing you now after this show, they realised that they were wrong because you clearly... <laughs> <laughs> Analyzed even the goals, even the goals you were never going to get to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a little bit crazy, but yeah, that's how it is. Oh well, lovely. Thanks a lot, Ian. Cheers. Thanks very much. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.